Safety, dependability, and power. Chevy Silverado isn't happy unless the work is hard and the day is long. No wonder Silverado is America's number one best-selling retail pickup truck. Go to ChevyDriveChicago.com and put a Silverado in your toolbox. A couple nights ago, it debuted the Netflix film The Saint of Second Chances. It's about Mike Veck and his family. And MLB.com did a great piece called Bill and Mike Veck Family Timeline. And it starts out like this. It says, if you've ever enjoyed a modern ball game, you should thank a Vec, whether you dig the new pitch clock, the ivy on Wrigley's famed outfield walls, or the kind of wacky ballpark promotions that thrive in major and minor league ballparks around the country. It was likely the brainchild of Hall of Fame owner Bill Vec or his son, Mike. Mike is on the phone. Mike, what was it like to see your life portrayed on the screen. It was really scary. <laughs> it was scary enough living it the first time, but having to watch it the second time. You know, the only thing I could think of was, boy, they should have something better to do. And number two, why is Charlie Day playing me? He's too handsome. <laughs> he got to mess himself up a little. Just I, ain't cool, Lisa. I, I, I heard you say that you've ha- I had, you, you know, you had a chip on your shoulder. Was it even, were you, while you're watching it, were you like, oh my God, was it really that big of a chip? Yeah, it was that big a chip. And I, um, um, when I get a chance to tell Charlie, that's what I'm going to say is what he captured beautifully was that kind of feeling I had. And of course, when I arrived, I mean, nobody in Chicago, we, we hated being called the second city. And then I get to St. Paul. And, you know, nobody knows about St. Paul because Minneapolis is where the airport is. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I operated in a couple of towns that didn't like uh, being the second anything. And uh, it certainly didn't cause me any lost sleep to be able to mine that a little bit. <laughs> is your grandpa responsible for the ivy on the walls at Wrigley? That was my father. Oh, that was your dad. Oh, that was your yeah, dad. Yeah, my, my yeah, my grandfather was responsible for Ladies' Night and the fluorescent baseball and really giving my dad the um, the upbringing that taught him that it doesn't really matter the color of anyone who puts money in your till. I think that was the most important lesson that, that my grandfather taught my dad and that, of course, my dad passed on to all of us. Well, your dad brought back Satchel Paige and then you brought back Daryl Strawberry. Well, you know, every once in a while, if you've been helped along the way, as I was thousands of times, you got to pass it along. And uh, that's kind of what it's uh, what it's about. I mean, I hope that's what people take away from it. The theme is, is that we're really quite extraordinary creatures, the human race. It's it's when we listen to our best angels that we are the most productive and the happiest. And I think in this era of division that uh, a story that reminds us how much we need one another is timely. Well, and this story is also about family. That is at the the base of it. It's the saint of second chances on Netflix. This is Mike Veck. And, and Mike, it had to be difficult talking about the loss of Rebecca to even watch that on screen to relive it. Yeah. I mean, you know, we, uh, we've watched this now, uh, Libby, and myself, and of course my son Nitrine, a total of seven times among us. And, you know, we get to the last 12 minutes and we gag. I mean, 
she did not live in vain. She certainly did not die in vain. And that uh, that's the message that, that Morgan and, and Momberg were so delicate dealing with, but so direct. I mean, we, we wanted it to be direct. Libby didn't want it to be um, sensational. She just wanted it to be how one family coped with it. Because as soon as Rebecca comes on the screen... You know, you think of someone in your family you lost. We all relate to that moment when it's that gut-wrenching realization that that person is gone, at least from this life. And and if we have to build on something, let's build on the totality of the human experience. I mean, what we have in common is is much more important than what our differences are, unless you're a cub fan or a Sox fan. (laughs) That supersedes everything. (laughs) Kevin Powell is here. He's in our sports department. I know he wants to say hey. Mike, it's so great to talk to you. Uh, I want to hear more about the exploding scoreboard, and I also would love to just get your thoughts on the current state of the Chicago White Sox. White Sox fans are down and out right now, Mike. Yeah, and I I think that um, for the first time, I think that that, uh, Jerry has directly um, addressed that issue. I mean, he, he uh, came to the defense the other day of La Russa. There's no question that they seem to be in, in disarray. But I think that uh, I think if Tony comes back, and at least in a consulting fashion, um, that the ship will start to right itself. I, I, there's just too much history. And the idea that the White Sox are going anywhere is the same amount of poppycock it was when, when Dad saved it from going to Seattle. Um, it's a different time, and I think that uh, I, I think that Jerry's in a difficult position because he loves his White Sox. I think even more than the Bulls, and and he's trying to figure out at this stage in his life, you know, what do I do with them? So I, I'm very sympathetic. I I, I understand um, that, and of course the the town wouldn't be the same without the White Sox. And the exploding scoreboard is really simple. One day in the early 60s, my father came home with a toy. He put it on the the middle of the table, and he had all these kids kind of crowded around watching, and he unveiled this toy. It was like he was Geppetto um, in the toy shop, and he he showed us that it would sing the Hallelujah Chorus, and it would have pinwheels, and it would shoot fireworks, and it also had, of course, the pitchometer, which is the modern-day 22nd pitch clock in it. So it was a combination of art and science and the only thing i remember is you know my dad saying what's the most wonderful thing about it and we didn't know until he told us that he was going to build it with other people's money so that made it really attractive (laughs) and mike uh, you know from my generation disco demolition was it that might have been the greatest event to ever take place at a ballpark in in my lifetime i'm sure many people don't agree with that is it true that that you feel like you were run out of town after that well i didn't get invitations i can tell you um (laughs) except from soccer teams you know they like riots in soccer i don't get that but but that's kind of the that radio station yeah yeah it was a difficult time you know people who who didn't like my dad used this uh, to pummel him and to say, you know, this is another excuse to keep him out of the Hall of Fame. So I don't want to overplay it. I mean, it's it's we all have car accidents, and that just happened to be a pretty good pileup. But I, uh, the most important thing is every year it creates great schizophrenia 
And and I don't say that lightly, but I mean it's the best promotion in the world. It's the worst promotion in the world. Make up your mind. You know how to. You, you've always Make known how to mind. put people in seats, and that's the key. That is the key. Put people in seats. Find what brings them to the ballpark, and uh, get them to the game. Um, we we love this the Netflix film, The Saint of Second Chances. I'm a big fan of you and your family, and I appreciate you giving us a few minutes of your time today. I thank you so much. It's very kind. And go White Sox! <laughs> Mike Vick. Steve's News is next on 720 WGN. Lisa Dent, WGN.